0: Welcome to the Mad Writers' Union.
1: Speculative Destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf.
0: I'm Tim Berger
1: and I'm Nina Niskanen. and as those of you watching the Patreon feed can probably guess I just recently moved, Yay! which has left <laughs> my brain sort of scattered not quite there <laughs> a little a little out of sorts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And as as we've talked before, Tim moved earlier this year. Yes. Jay has had...
2: Yeah, I'm deeply entrenched in the house where I live, but uh, pretty much everything else is in a state of disarray.
0: <laughs> so I think we've talked a lot about this in, in previous episodes. And with Worldcon coming up, and we're hoping to, uh, to get this out before Worldcon, we Yay. thought it might be... Yay! Or we thought it'd be... <laughs> 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 yes yes woo yes. Uh, <laughs> um we look got at a- you trying to bring us bring us back to a professional <laughs> level i know never. i'm god i'm I never feel like, i feel like i'm always the adult i, I can't escape <laughs> from it
2: hmm. no idea why you would that's, think that no
0: no idea that's what That's what you get
1: for being the only parent on the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did you expect? That's true. So having said that, one of the things that we talked about is how do we take care of ourselves in this mostly solitary work that we do? Because writing is stressful and most of us don't have the luxury of being able to do writing as that that's our only job but e- even if we did there's still going to be stresses you still have to take care of yourself so we're going to talk a little bit about self care how to take care of yourself a little bit as a writer how to feed feed the beast essentially uh, <laughs> and uh kind of go from there so thoughts
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well
0: it's important
2: <laughs> yeah i'm definitely yeah. in that stage of being like yeah those are things i need to do <laughs> right
0: right yeah
2: how do i that
0: one of one of the things (laughs) i think uh being a writer uh you're in pretty good company talking to people who are probably going through something who are probably uh dealing with things
1: or have dealt with things yeah
0: exactly i know we talk a lot about Finding your tribe, finding the people you connect with. This is something that it's kind of strange, I think, uh, amongst writers, because you can, for example, I've seen people do this like on Twitter. Hey, you know, uh, I'm kind of struggling through this thing. You know, what what have you tell me something good about today? You know, just as a pick me up and you'll be surprised at how many people will respond back and say, Oh, well, here. Here's uh, emergency cute kittens for you. Here, hope this makes me feel better. Here is a smiling sloth as a picture. Emergency
2: kittens is one of the top ten best Twitter accounts ever.
0: Yeah. As well as we rate dogs.
1: Yes. (laughs) There's also um, an emergency kittens web address which is basically just a front for a script that searches Google with the search word kittens
0: oh, every time
1: you refresh.
0: That is precious. But in, in terms of, like, uh, taking care of yourself, uh, there's a lot of resources, and a lot of writers have kind of had to build up this practice of taking care of themselves.
2: So for those of us solitary writers who are maybe not so great at self-care beyond cat gifts right what uh what kind of resources should we be looking for
0: you know i don't know if there's a a, there's necessarily a good book out there for you for people to look out however google is your friend and if google is
1: definitely your friend
0: yeah so there there's some good things out there and and some of the ones that i've looked at that are that are really good i might as well just get this out of the way um there's uh one by mary robinette cole Yes! I was actually going to recommend the same one. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got that out of the way. Um, so, Mary, Mary, this was uh, back uh, last year. Um, Mary wrote this uh, really insightful post, uh, a really confessional post, called Sometimes writer, Writer's Block Is Really Depression. And uh, she talks about her uh what she went through and when she was kind of dealing with this and it really resonated with a lot of people it resonated with me because me too yeah because you read something like this from yes. someone who's a successful writer and you realize that you are not alone that this is not something that is unique to you. That is not the thing that, that you alone are dealing with that that other people are also dealing with this. And and, and this is why community is, is really cool in this. If you talk to other friends who are writers and you talk to them about some of the struggles that you have, I know we've talked about imposter syndromes kind of related with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. People relate and that helps. That helps. Having said that, you have to take care of yourself in really simple ways. You have to do things like eat, yes, regularly good yes. good <laughs> meals, vegetables <laughs> you know <laughs> you cannot power your your creative engine on coffee and bagels alone. Believe me, I've tried um, you sure it does that? not work, yeah, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, it may seem like it works, but you, you actually have to, you, you have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you're getting enough sleep. You have to make sure you're getting enough food. Yes. You have to make sure you socialize yes. something. Yes. But anyway, like, getting back to Mary's topic, she identifies what she was going through and she just flat out labels it as depression. And she was struggling with her writing. And so she talks about ways of dealing with that. One of the ways, and I don't know if anybody else has, does this, mm-hmm. is one of the online apps that you can do is something called, uh, I'm going to screw this up, uh, Habitica. Ha- Habitica, is that right? Yes,
1: Habitica. Habitica. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, it used to be called Habit RPG. Right. One of you two are probably familiar with this, and I know I've been kind of I dominating. Am. Yeah, go ahead and talk about this. I feel like I've been kind of dominating here. So.
1: <laughs> sure. So Habitica is basically a way of gamifying simple tasks or even bigger tasks, but you can use it for any kind of habits that you want to build. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for example, I think Mary talked about in her post was that she had a habit of write three sentences and that was it. If she could do that, she was good for the day. And it's wonderful for those things that you want to do daily because it it makes it possible for you to get a little jolt a little push from every task you complete.
0: Right. Makes sense. What she said about the three sentences, which really resonated, was if she could get three sentences out, Mm -hmm. chances are on that day, she would write more because she started. The the important thing was starting the activity. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, different resources that talk about just kind of tackling anything really any of the things that you don't like and uh one of the theories is is just do five minutes of it because it doesn't sound that intimidating to 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 start that but once you start you're usually motivated you're in a groove that you just feel like well i can just keep going and that's that's huge
2: that makes perfect sense yeah
0: yep so uh yeah those small small goals are uh really important
2: I think it was
1: Mary who mentioned it in, in that post, but there's also there are also ways to keep your body cared for. There are certain limitations to your body and despite the fact that sitting around for a long time seems like it should be a relaxing thing. It actually wears your body out in different ways than exercise and mm-hmm. working with your body does. So it's important to also move because exercise and movement in general creates, well, beyond creating blood flow all, all through your bo- body, uh, increasing blood flow all through your body, Delicious including blood. your brain. Mm-hmm. Yes, precious, precious blood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, I felt like I had to say something. I
2: have, I got oh, yes. a lot of, of positive <laughs> that,
0: information to contribute to this episode. <laughs> that that is actually going to look really good on the uh, the video feed, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exercise, uh, and we're not talking about exercise that is any. I mean, you're. It's not talking about. Lifting weights or doing anything super intense—we're talking Although about. that can be really good for yes. you, as yes. Yes, well. but the bare minimum of what really, really helps is walking half an hour a day. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Or yoga. Or I yoga.
1: I'm I'm starting to get into yoga, yep. which is actually good for me because I sit around a lot, having a day job that is programming, and then. This sort of night job that is writing. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yoga is is a good exercise, but it's the the best exercise for you is the one you enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and
1: basically anything that will get you, not necessarily out the door, but, you know, gets you moving, gets your heart rate going and so
0: on. For people who do deal with depression and'll I'll be honest I that's one of the things that's one of the battles that I fight um if you can do your exercise in the morning that helps uh, a little bit more because it it starts sending those positive uh, adrenaline and and what have you early in the day it helps with that portion of it now if you can't do it in the morning any time is is fine but uh, if you can it, it kind of sets your day off in the in the right way um, if you can do it in the morning
1: there are also a lot of self-help books for example
0: there's no shortage of books of exercise and and why it's good to exercise in the morning and and if you just look up even on google the benefits of exercising in the morning you're just you'll come up with tons of hits (laughs) and there there's you'll you get all these fancy charts that tell you which writers and artists and other people got up at what time during the day and what they <laughs> produced and blah 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 and that's all fine and good it might be a struggle for people who are night people
2: hi yes hi hi <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean
2: i am kind of legendary for it at this point <laughs> I I've been trying to do
1: the Miracle Morning, which is basically you get up an hour early and do self care type things. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the morning. But it is hard.
0: <laughs> is that an online thing or what is that?
1: Uh no, uh it's well, it's also an online thing, but it's based on a book written by um I think Hal Elrod is okay. the guy's name. Huh. But basically he was a salesman who got into this terrible accident mm-hmm. that nearly killed him mm-hmm. and he sort of built this system based on a lot of other systems mm-hmm. and it's uh you do um he calls them savers okay life savers makes sense <laughs> yeah i think it's silence which is meditation mm-hmm. or similar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. affirmations which is you know Right. He he actually has a podcast and he did a really interesting episode on on the affirmations but basically he he does affirmations so that he will list a value and then specific actions that he will take um,
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: um yeah, affirmations so Oh, that actually reminds me of a thing that I I do own for self-care purposes. Okay. Cool. Which is Jeff Bridges' Sleeping Tapes, which um, is a fascinating project that he did, which was, I honestly think it was just literally him carrying around a tape recorder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Squarespace teamed up with him a couple of years ago to do a benefit for No Kid Hungry and they did this, like, album, for want of a better term, of basically jeff bridge is just like talking and it's kind of <laughs> okay. amazing
0: and Je- so like, different tracks and
2: stuff and some of it's got music and some of it is like him describing this like fictional walk through the woods that just gets weirder and weirder um <laughs> That's and cool. it's, it's kind of neat it was like 10 bucks so I-, I don't know if it's still available i think it was a limited time thing But um, I'm sure if you were to look around on the internet, you could probably find it. It's Jeff Bridges, the actor. Yes. Jeff Bridges, the dude.
0: Yes. The dude. Yes. The the dude talks about magical walks.
2: He talks about magical walks through the woods. And then he also there's one one track of the album that is affirmations. And they're they're kind of absurd. They're not like. They're not <laughs> affirmations everybody could claim, right? But you know, things like just—they're just, kind of nice to hear. They're cool. Not—they're not, yeah. absurd, but they're—they're kind of fun. And I, you, I think you it, mentioning that brought that to mind,
0: and and it was sure. kind of delightful. Yeah, I, I think we kind of sell short the the value of affirmations sometimes. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she said affirmatively. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Tom Swifty myself.
1: <laughs> so, um as I was saying, yeah. uh um Hal Elrod has this um interesting way of doing affirmations in which that he lists a value like uh I want to be a better father or something. Right. And uh, then he goes on to uh, do uh, two or three affirmations relating to that value. So uh, I will spend 15 minutes with my kids just hanging around, talking, playing, doing whatever, Mm -hmm. or something like that every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third one... uh, V is, um, hold on. I probably have them here. <laughs> Visualization. Vi- Visual.
0: Visual aids.
2: Visualizations. No.
1: Yes.
0: There. Okay.
1: That is the word. So yeah, you visualize your dream life, which sounds kind of hopey changing, but you know,
2: yeah, you, well, you it can't, works for you can't many make people. changes happen that you can't envision.
0: Yes, that's true. Visualization, uh, if you start talking to people who have been involved in sports, uh, especially high level sports, they often talk about being able to visualize the perfect shot. One of these really top level athletes
1: uh, actually visualized failures as well as optimal things. Okay. In, uh, and he visualized failures in terms of what he's going to do when that happens. Ah,
2: that's okay. interesting.
1: So I think it was Michael Phelps. But what he's going to do if he misses the mark on the takeoff. Ah, or, right.
2: Um, Makes sense. Stuff okay. like that. This actually kind of... He's, ooh, yeah, sorry. I yeah, no, no, me. no. Um, I w- this actually kind of does remind me of a book that I bought. Uh, on self-esteem that i bought specifically the weekend before i actually decided to do my viable paradise application um Mm -hmm. it was it's literally like a guide to self-esteem or some bullshit i'll (laughs) send a link to it for the show notes it's not a great book uh i have to admit it's it's helpful Especially if you are responsive to cognitive behavioral therapy, I am not sure. I am very resistant to it, <laughs> so um it it was like pulling teeth, but right it um it was enough for me to decide that I needed to send in my viable paradise application, sure. um, which I mean literally changed my life at this point, so yes it's hard for me yeah. to completely discount the involvement of the discovering self-esteem book sure that i was using
0: yeah and and kind of going off that let's let's just say what this visualization is not we're not talking about anything that's mentioned in in that book uh, the secrets <laughs>
2: Yeah, (laughs) I was just going to say that. No.
0: Okay, that that whole (laughs) law of attraction. The whole law of attraction thing. Okay. Levels of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There's a a difference between setting a goal and visualizing that goal and then taking the small steps to get to that goal versus looking at the goal and saying, I deserve that. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah Yeah. also also you should remember that i think hal elrod is more in the secret camp okay so you'll have to have to navigate some bullshit there but (laughs) i think he in his personal life he sounds from his podcast like he does the visualization in the sense of i visualize how my life is going to be and then i visualize the steps that i'm going to
2: take sure every step of the way to get there that's still the opposite of the secret where it's like i deserve this and I, i need to have what i deserve yeah
0: when you're reading these visualizations and stuff like that read it critically and try to separate the wheat from the chaff
1: but also also in terms of find what works for you you need to try out stuff yes right because right. sometimes you will surprise
2: yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah!
1: Like for example, I've been I've been doing uh, the bullet journal for uh, I think I started it around February. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know you've been doing it for that long.
1: Yeah, I think so. No, April. Oh, yeah, April. Okay. So anyway, um,
0: so what's a bu- what's s- a bullet journal? What is that? Uh
1: bullet bullet journal is basically a to do list. Okay. A daily to-do list with a
0: monthly to-do list. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: In right. in a
2: specific format.
0: Okay. Is this and online or is this...
2: It's an analog journal. But okay. you can find guides to d- how to do a bullet journal online, yeah.
1: Yes, and, and the bullet journal is, uh, I think, uh, the person who started it does an actual manufactures an actual bullet journal that comes ready made with certain things but I don't use that one I I use a different one
2: yeah it's pretty common to garage it
1: (laughs) yeah so you can find a ton a
2: ton of
1: of videos uh, articles talking about the bullet journal you can spend days (laughs) just watching those (laughs) And so this Which is real really helpful. I do not you? recommend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Counteracts the whole productivity thing. Yes. Somewhat. Yeah. But yeah, um,
1: I didn't think that I would it would work for me, mostly because I'm a very digital person. Yes. Right. I have everything online. I've I've tried tried several times to use a journal. To help me with outlining and so on, and I keep discarding those journals mm-hmm. because I I just can't make that work for me. Right. But for some reason, the bullet journal has worked for me. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a case in point of try things out for a while at least.
0: Right. Uh, this this is also a case of uh, going with what works for you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's kind of funny that you bring up the the, Bernal, uh, the, the bullet journal because that made me think of uh, two other things that I had not intended on bringing up today. The first is it's very similar to what you're talking about. Way years ago, I took this course called uh, – well, it's very popular. It's Franklin Covey. Okay. Um, yeah. they, they have these courses that you can take. And, and this one course, and that was in D.C. at the time. Uh, we took this course about organization. Uh, it, 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 we, it was a day course about organizing your day, which mm-hmm. I was skeptical about because I was just like, "I'm going to spend an entire day learning how to arrange a day."
2: Um, <laughs> you yeah. know, it just <laughs> it sounded ridiculous. Does seem ridiculous. like a nefarious plan.
0: Yeah. Yes. But it was possibly one of the best courses I've ever taken in my entire life. And it really set me up for success in the job that I was taking that I took it for. Now, the other thing I was going to mention is, uh, and I can't believe we've not, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but uh, I think it's Julia Cameron's uh, The Artist Way.
1: Yes. So, it's come up, but not really yeah. a long but, 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 but. Part of the yeah. Conversation. But wait. Okay. So getting back to The Savers. Right. The next one, which is E, is exercise, which we've already talked about. Yes. (laughs) Right. Then the next one after that is reading. So you read thoughtfully. He suggests self-development books, but I generally tend to read craft books.
0: Yeah. That's
2: that's analogous. Yeah. Yes. And the last thing is
1: scribing, which is basically journaling. Mm. Aha. Which brings us to Julia Cameron's Artist's Way.
0: Yes. The first thing that she talks about in there is daily pages. Yes. So, what is it? Is it three pages of free writing in the morning? Yeah. 750 words. 750 words. Which
1: incidentally is the site i use for my scribing aka my (laughs) morning pages it gamifies the whole experience of writing your morning pages which gamification really
2: works for me so yeah Mm
0: -hmm. right and i think it works for a lot of writers too um or or for a lot of people that certainly something that a lot of
2: us are drawn to yeah yeah
0: yeah absolutely
2: I have a great deal of difficulty with it in the long term, but in short term, to get over a hump, it's wonderful. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I actually started started doing the morning pages thing as more or less a result of Viable Paradise because I was sort of burned out and I was asking myself, "Did I actually re- deserve to go to Viable Aww. Paradise? Because Aww. I'm not writing, I can't get anything done." And then I started writing. You realize we literally morning- all went through that. Yes, I yeah. do, which is why I'm not making a big deal out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I I started journaling because of that and I specifically started journaling with
0: 750words.com. Yeah. You know, journaling in general. I mean, even outside of the whole artist way thing. Uh I did a lot of that uh previous. I need to get back into it. Um I did all of my journaling at the end of the day. Um Yeah. And that helped me just kind of vent all of my cares my worries the, the things just before I would go to bed and it, it helped me it helped me get to sleep it helped me it kind of process some things at the end of the day so sure
1: yeah this is once more one of those one of those do what works for you
0: yeah absolutely for,
1: for me especially during the week it really works to do the morning pages in the morning yeah before i head to work Mm -hmm. because that way i'm actually awake by the time i get to work (laughs) which
0: is a bonus yeah so we talked about yoga a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yoga is good for uh, a number of reasons but another of the reasons that it's also good it kind of it's very much related to getting in kind of a meditative state
2: yeah Yes.
0: So meditation is also one of those things that could help. Yes, uh, yeah.
2: and it does help. Yes. I uh, uh me at I least. have not tried it personally, but I have several friends who are very into the headspace app. Right. Yes.
0: Right. Myself
1: included.
0: Yeah, that's how I started and that, as well. I,
2: yeah, I think
1: that's one of the things that Mary recommends. Yeah, in her post, I would not be surprised. I, I tried it because Mary recommended it, and then I have kept going because it really works for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and Headspace is a, is an interesting uh, app. Now there's, there's paid levels to it, but the basis of it, uh, you can go to their website and you get you can try out the the starter. It is basically ten minutes a day of meditation, and it kind of walks yeah. you through. And it's it, it actually works. It actually yes. it takes some time but it, it, it's a it's a very gentle introduction into meditation. Now if you really enjoy it and want to get more out of it, Headspace has got all these different programs for for whatever. It is a cost and yeah. I think they moved yes. to a subscription model at this point. Yeah.
2: Yes, they have. Yeah. But if you find the content valuable, that's usually worth it.
0: Yeah. Can be. Yeah.
1: Uh, The plus side of of the app is of using the app to meditate is that there's a soothing, sultry British guy who tells you what to do. (laughs) Yeah. And you get a pleasurable experience from it. Now, tell me that is isn't something that that many, many people would pay (laughs) a lot
0: of money for. But there are a lot of meditation uh, resources out there. And also, you could do this as a kind of a twofer. There's something called walking meditation where you can do the meditation while you're walking. You're getting your exercise at the same time. Uh, So that's kind of a twofer right there as well.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: So. All right. I did want to bring up one other post. And I, I don't think we need to go through this too much, but uh, Chuck Wendig wrote this one post a while ago. Uh, Self-care for writers, some tips. Sure. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with Chuck, uh, <laughs> be aware that That's he has a certain style. He, he swears freely and creatively. Oh, yes. <laughs> he he does put on there, not safe for work, probably not safe for life. Be ad- be advised. Uh, but he does have some... He, he's got some... Just some very quick hits on uh, self care. Uh, talks a little bit about depression. Uh, talks. Prim- he also talks about being online. He mentions this about how being online is maybe not the best thing for you to do if you're you're feeling down and not motivated. Um, yeah, you may it need really to, isn't. It's yeah, you, yeah. Sometimes you need to pull the plug. It's not a bad thing. So yes. But that'll also be in the show notes. Uh, it, it's a fairly quick read.
1: There are also other other sources like um, Happy Fi and uh, mm-hmm. Kelly <laughs> McGonagall's Super Better. Oh yeah, oh
0: ah, that's true.
1: It's very very focused on self care, like getting over depression, getting over suicidal thoughts and such. Habitica is more focused on building habits and right. super better is much more focused on getting yourself better.
0: Right. And uh super better there is an app for mm-hmm. it, um mm-hmm. both Android and uh iPod. I believe there's also a book if I'm not mistaken. I'm
1: pretty sure there is
0: yes i i can't say i can recommend the book because i haven't read it but i have read a lot about uh jane mcgonigal also has a number of ted talks and and things on on youtube that you can look up and she talks about the process and and and, uh how she came to super better and why this is uh she's kind of gamified part of her life yeah gotcha so
2: i'm starting to feel like i have more of this under control than i thought based on the conversation we're having alone
0: (laughs) well that's good (laughs) yay That's Um, always a pleasant thing. Yeah. So.
1: So to summarize, uh, self-care, do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do whatever works for you.
2: Absolutely. Right. I I do want to throw in there because someone did mention suicidal thoughts. In the event that you are in that situation, please get help. Yes. We will absolutely include all of the links that I can possibly find on that topic. You aren't alone can get better
1: yes and i would also like to at this point even if you aren't having su- having suicidal ideations depression lies yes
0: it does and and uh i i also let's let's point out that uh, if you do or if you're dealing with depression dealing with anxiety if it's a daily struggle uh, please see somebody talk to a doctor uh you know th- there's uh I, I'll admit, I go see a therapist, uh, mm-hmm. and that helps me deal with some of the stuff that I have to deal with on a uh, on a daily basis. Um, it helps. It helps to get the help that you need.
1: Yes. Um, Imagine th- that.
0: There's ah, yeah. Funny.
2: funny thing about well, the help.
0: Yeah, there's no shame in it. It's no. just it, it. But you're right. Depression lies. It will lie to you. Um, yeah. And, and uh you're you're not alone in this it, nope. it's you know, a lot of people go with this so there's links for gamifying yep so yeah. get some exercise eat well get some sleep in case
2: scenario go get your pokemon go on
0: yep do those small goals
1: take a shower it can, mm-hmm. yeah. it can really be just that simple
0: yeah. yes yep it'll help The the small goals will get you through and, and you can start getting to larger things.
1: So, Tim, have you read any good books lately?
0: Yeah, I've been reading, uh, again, I've been kind of going back to my wheelhouse of things that I enjoy. Uh, one of the books that I've been reading uh, lately is Something Rotten by Jasper Ford. Um, oh. <laughs> Jasper <laughs> uh, Ford. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a... This guy's kind of carved out his own genre. Uh, yes. He... <laughs> And his own genre is basically all of the genres uh, combined <laughs> into this crazy, wacky um, world where basically books are almost living things. And yes. people in the real world can jump in and out of the books if they're talented enough. The book is basically set in this this really kind of interesting alternate universe where people can do this it's centered around uh this uh woman thursday next (laughs) uh yeah and she's fascinating she's she's a she's a great heroine uh she's got this ability to jump in and out of books um (laughs) <laughs> and it's just it, it's it's very interesting. There, there's time travel. There there's all of these literature references and what have you. This I believe is like the fourth or fifth. Yeah, it's book. a whole series. Yeah, there's my a, there's sister.
2: A, my sister's real into that series.
0: Yeah, this this is I've been I've been kind of I I read like the first three or four books of it and and I kind of fell off. Uh, and I'm just kind of getting back in into this series. It's just enjoyable. It's a it's a fun read, especially if you like the literary references. So something rotten. Uh, if you want to start with the first book, which is really good, it's a quick read. It's called The Eyre Affair. Yeah. Um, and that's the first book Can you in, in the series.
2: Air, like Jane Air Affair.
0: Air. I'm sorry. The uh, yeah, I'm, the funny. You always.
2: It's it's funny. going to we always totally know that you're do have this. A little, you have Minnesotan <sighs> pronunciations.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I might edit that affair. out. <laughs> the air affair. Oh, God. What was I thinking? Oh, well. <sighs>
2: it's But the, the the tone of that title alone should tell you something there. about the tone of
0: the book. Right. The, the interesting thing about Something Rotten in particular is that the things that it's talking about in the book are scarily parallel to some of the political things that are going on <laughs> in our, our world right at this moment. It is wow. astoundingly, and this was written in 2004. It is astoundingly prescient in, in this kind of way of, of the satire is just on point, yes. but it's 12 years ahead of its time. So, um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Very enjoyable. Jay have you been reading inter- interesting things
2: um so in that whole i guess comfort book vein uh and also just because I was reminded that I haven't read it enough recently i uh recently and by recently i mean like mm two this morning <laughs> <laughs> uh, went back and reread the little prince uh Aww. Oh. Bzumbri, oh. uh is one of my favorite books i feel if if people knew that about me i i would i feel like it would both say a lot about the person that i am and also maybe make them question some things (laughs) um but yeah it's uh it's a classic uh charming delightful book that many of us read at a younger age than we maybe needed to because it is billed as a children's book but it is most definitely not it's one of those books that I have a very difficult time talking about in any meaningful way, other than that a lot of the philosophical questions that DeSantis was asking are all, I think, questions that are important to the artist's life. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a scattered book. It, it, it goes kind of rangy and all over the place. Sure. But um, he talks a lot about nurturing creativity and essentially how much we don't Nurture creativity, right. how much we don't nurture our imaginations, how much we don't dig into those things. And I think that that's actually kind of important considering the episode that we're <laughs> putting this in. Yes. That yeah. This book is one of those books that for me is part of nurturing my creativity. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Uh, Ton de Saint Exupéry, The Little Prince. Cool. Nina,
1: what have you been reading? Well, continuing on the same vein. Uh, mm-hmm. When I get tired or sad or depressed or whatever, then yes. I tend to go back to uh, old favorites, which mm-hmm. which tends to mean Pratchett, Seanan Maguire, Mara Robinette Cole, John Scalzi, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes also Sherry Priest. But mm. this week I've been re- rereading. I I especially... Um, Dreadnought is something that I read very often um, or reread, but mm-hmm. uh, this week I've been reading um, John Scalzi's Old Man's War or the ah, whole series oh, yeah. and I today I'm reading Zoe's Tale which is kind of a half a book because it's repeating some of the events that happened in a previous book which is The Last Colony.
0: Right. right. It, it tells it tells the story of not of the what is it John John Perry oh John Perry yeah. is 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 the the lead in uh, the last colony. This tells it from the perspective of his daughter Zoe, yes. adoptive da- daughter.
1: Yes. And uh, so, I. <laughs> I think it's a laugh out loud funny book because I think Zoe's sense of humor, which is slightly different from her father's sense of humor, which is Mm -hmm. really, really f***ing interesting. And (laughs) it's just, you don't think about it when reading humor, but John Scalzi is a really good writer. (laughs) Yeah. And it comes out in how different, while being very similar... Zoe and her dad are and I've been laughing out loud and getting very very strange looks from passersby because (laughs) you know there's this woman walking and she's wearing headphones okay but suddenly she starts laughing really really loudly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah read Zoe's tale. So, as we mentioned in the last episode, we will be at WorldCon, all of us. <laughs> Jay and I are actually on a bunch of panels. Yes, they've uh, they've, they've Jay got voluntold. <laughs> I, I
2: did, <laughs> but I mean, he was volunteered to do something that sounded awesome. So
1: you know, this is true. Uh,
2: so your schedule starts Thursday, right?
1: Yeah, my my schedule starts. Thursday at twelve p.m. with extreme but workable societies, we will be talking about Cameron Hurley's matriarchies and Ursula Le Guin. The Dispossessed is mentioned uh, by name. Oh well, then yes. Then on Friday at two p.m., I have the steampunk explosion with <coughs> Gail Carriger, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just never going to not be able to ke- geek out. Seriously. Yeah. And at 3pm, there's We Deserve Better, Lesbians and buy Women for Change, which will Jay will be also on. be on. <laughs> yes. And then at 6pm, I will be talking about Reboot, Changing Up Comic Characters, which will be mostly focusing on DC and Marvel Comics characters. Nice. Yes.
2: Very excited for that. So then in addition to my appearance on the We Deserved Better panel, my very first BroadCon panel will be one of the late night panels on Thursday at 9pm. Asexual viewing and more beyond the binary gaze. Uh, so we have grouped together a bunch of asexual pan and poly folk to talk about stuff. I've been told I've been told to be aware that it, there may be adult content and I was like you people haven't even met me and you already know exactly what panel I belong on. I feel like this says a lot about my career. <laughs> on the other hand,
1: you do have the space smut mountain. I do.
2: I was I mean like when when they approached me about doing that panel it was just like this is my panel. I have found my people. <laughs> <laughs> going to have to do a convergent joke i think
1: yes so yeah we will be at world con yes. come say hi
2: yeah and tim will we be in will. the audience for the ones that that we're on and uh we'll be in the audience for the ones that nobody else is on i guess <laughs> in any case come see us come say hi
0: This has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to work. Our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at IncomTech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. So, perhaps you heard some rumbling in this episode. Was it a storm? Was it a dog? Was it our subterranean drill bent on world destruction? Let us know. You can reach us at our website, madwritersunion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us on our Twitter handle, at MadWritersUnion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. If you enjoy our podcast and want to help spread the word, please leave a review at iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast repository. Then finally we can stop my dog from driving the subterranean drill during thunderstorms.
1: Are you guys still there?
2: I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'm 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 like zoning into the affirmation part here.
1: Yeah. No, it it was just that uh, you guys were both frozen.
0: Oh. And that oh. happened before. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. We're
0: here.